0: Welcome to Season 5 of Coffee with Dr. Stewart. This show will provide our listeners with up-to-date medical information from a leading neurotologist and genomic specialist. I invite you to sit back, grab your favorite beverage or cup of coffee, and let's have Coffee with Dr. Stewart. Good morning, everybody, and welcome to Coffee with Dr. Stewart. I am your host, Kara Stewart Mullins and we have with us Dr. Kendall Stewart. How are you?
1: Oh, I'm doing great today.
0: The show's called Coffee with Dr. Stewart, but I don't see your coffee in front of you today. Oh, it's, it's right hidden. <laughs> Never mind. You got it. You got are you it. kidding me? Well, we're glad to be back, everybody. This is season <laughs> five. We've done over 36 episodes and uh, rocking and rolling here, but um, this is some new information today that we are going to tackle with Dr. Stewart. So, If you go back to season one, we covered ADD, ADHD with Dr. Stewart, and great information, but things have changed. You know, it is a Mm. very common problem, not just among children, right, Dr. Stewart, but adults, and it can come on at any onset of time of your life, correct?
1: Pretty much. I mean, by its definition, yeah.
0: And then sometimes kids can grow out of it, and sometimes adults can get it later in life due to stress and different things going on. Yep. Okay. I feel like I have ADHD from time to time. You you do. There's no doubt. (laughs) Thank you. Well, today's show, so like I said, so ADD, um, ADD, ADHD, two different terms going on there. So we're going to discuss that with Dr. Stewart. Then we're going to get into uh, the new findings that he has in genetics and some of the treatments. And then we'll definitely cover some of the nutritional protocols. But Dr. Stewart, let's start with your definition of ADHD and ADD?
1: Okay, so um, my definition is always going to be different because I'm a chemist. Right. Okay, so as a biochemist um, and looking at the treating the problem itself, you know, looking at a symptom and handing a drug is one thing, and that's kind of the way they want you to do it. Mm -hmm. But when we start breaking down the different types of inattentiveness, ADHD, et cetera, we found out that genetically, when we started looking at things genetically, they were actually far different things. okay. And we also, uh, a major thing happened that um, in 2015 that kind of shaken the entire foundation of the psychiatry uh, world.
0: In the treatment of ADD and In the treatment of a lot of things. Oh, okay. okay.
1: And what happened is actually a new form of PET scanning was created in 2015, and they could actually label the microglia, which are the inflammatory cells of the nervous system, And this PET scan was used to see low levels of inflammation in the brain itself. Oh, wow. Because that's what a PET scan does. And what happened is they took it and they looked at, uh, of course, severe disease and they found inflammation. But when they started looking at anxiety, depression, ADD, uh, sleep disorder, all these very, very common things, they found inflammation in the brain in all those conditions. Like
0: constant inflammation? Correct.
1: Okay. Fluctuate inflammation. Oh, okay. And so all of a sudden the psychiatry world had a huge dilemma on their hands. And why that was true, we knew it was coming because, you know, as um, neurosurgical type of people, uh, when you operate in and around the brain, you certainly find out that the brain doesn't quite work as well when you start messing with
0: it. Right.
2: (laughs) So
1: inflammation plays a big role, and we knew that inflammation was there because we could see it on some of our tests, but it had to be proven to the psychiatric. Well, they're not the ones cutting it
0: open and seeing the brain and seeing the inflammation. Well,
1: and so what happened is... When we looked at concepts of rapid change, let, let's say that you're, you're fine one hour and you're not fine three hours from now, okay. there is no way neurotransmitters can change that fast. Really? There's no possibility of that. What is the normal range of a... Well, so a neurotransmitter, let's say you get depressed. You will get depressed over several days. a Right. It
0: gets worse. Okay, and
1: so it just kind of slowly deteriorates the neurotransmitters, and that makes perfect sense from a chemical standpoint. Right. But, for instance, bipolar is the easiest thing to understand. You can become manic within a few hours. Right. And there's no way neurotransmitters work that fast. So what happened is we really were able to determine that rapid changes or rapid fluctuations were more inflammatory okay. and more long-term changes were more um, chemical, biochemical.
0: Oh, very interesting.
1: And so what what that did for us meant that we had to then tackle two problems. And now I just recently looked back at the literature on that type of PET scan and now there's well over 150 articles wow. in form of PET scanning, documenting inflammation.
0: In three years?
1: Yeah, in inflammation in different scenarios of neuropsychiatric disease. So it's true. Sure. And so what we knew is that we would put some kids on ADHD medicines, even though they were diagnosed with ADD or ADHD, and they do terrible. Right. And so what happened is we had to kind of back up and say, okay, what's going on? So when we went over and we started looking at the kids with ADD, ADHD, and we looked at their inflammatory markers, we found out there was a very unique pattern that was emerging in all of them. The genetics? In the genetics, that they were... Typically highly inflammatory people. They couldn't the, control so, inflammation. Well, they set it off a lot more aggressively than oh, other people. Oh, okay. Their on switches were really That's what aggressive. you talk about, like turning mm-hmm. it on but never ter- being able to turn it and off. And the biggest problem was they couldn't turn it off. And okay. so the, the thing is when you have a child that has good days and bad days, good days, bad days, mm-hmm. that is not neurotransmitters. Neurotransmitters don't go up and down, up and down, up and down every Very day. Very interesting. Do you understand? Yeah. Because the, it's just... Very difficult for the brain to do that biochemically, but inflammation can go up and down, up and down, up and down every day, Right, you understand. And so we had to tackle inflammation, and then we had to tackle neurotransmitters at the same time. Okay. And then what happened uh, a little bit further into that is that we started noticing there were different types of ADD. There were these ADHD kids that would not stay in their seat, run around, disrupt the classroom, and that was a dopamine thing. And we kind of knew that and ADHD medicines if you're going to squeeze dopamine out of the system works great for that
0: and what do you mean a dopamine thing like more of meaning they didn't have
1: enough dopamine
0: to get them through the day
1: yeah but then there was this quiet child who's just spacey mm-hmm. inattentiveness lacking focus and I hear that all
0: quiet not necessarily disruptive not
1: disruptive but just not focused just right. not with us okay Well, that turned out to be a completely different neurotransmitter. That turned out to be glutamate GABA balance.
0: Ah, I know where you're going. And so we now
1: actually have separated the way we actually treat the ADD based on symptomatology, based on genetics, Uh into treating it in several different forms and fashions, which we'll talk about.
0: Depending on the genetic
1: status. Correct.
0: Very interesting. So it is
1: much more complex than anybody wants to make it. And I can't tell you how many people wind up in my office. My child was ADD, and we knew it's ADD, but we put them on stimulants, and they did terrible. Right, I hear
0: that. I do hear that. All the time.
1: And so when we try something to help glutamate-gaba balance, those children do much better.
0: Those are completely different treatments. Correct. Okay.
1: And we can talk through all those things. So glutamate basically is a stimulant. Um, it is the most prevalent neurotransmitter in your brain. You have more glutamate than anything.
0: And tell us what, glu- I, I've always wondered, what, what is glutamate? What does it do? You, why is so it glutamate's there? a
1: glutamate neurotra- is basically an amino acid okay. called glutamic acid. And it's, a, it's one of the few amino acids that we use as a neurotransmitter. And what we're supposed to do is take a, um, an enzyme called GAD1, mm-hmm. gl- gamma amino, uh, excuse me, it's a hard one it's a hard gene Uh, glutamic acid decarboxylase (laughs) right and we're supposed to convert um I always tell people about 40 percent of our glutamate to GABA so that we have this nice balance of 60 percent stimulation 40 percent calming so GABA is a calming
0: and the glutamate has to be converted to GABA
1: well it has to because you have to have a balance in the system okay glutamate glutamate is a stimulant GABA is a calming agent and God wants us to have a nice balance okay okay The problem is when you have a mutation in the GAD1, which is very, very common, common, then what happens is you don't convert enough glutamate into GABA. And so your brain runs at a very high speed Mm -hmm. and eventually starts to wear itself out because there's no off, off button. So those people not only have inattentiveness, spaciness, especially as they get further along in the day. Right. They also can't shut their brain off at night and go to sleep. Mm -hmm. They have muscle spasms because GABA also relaxes the muscles, so they keep a lot of tension in their muscles. They have um, uh, typically constipation because GABA relaxes the bowel, so these are kids that can't go to the bathroom very well. And in general, what you have to do is try to reestablish that balance. But the problem is... If you start putting GABA in, which would make sense, mm-hmm. it breaks down to glutamate, so you oh. make the situation worse.
0: And then you have too much glutamate, and you're excitatory. And you're even worse. Oh. So you know,
1: I hear all the time, we took these kids, we put them on some GABA to calm them down. They were great for two days, and then they went wild.
0: Yeah, because, you know, our calming cream has GABA, but there's some kids that the parents, it should relax you, and same with the mm-hmm. Mood Plus, and same with the um, with the other products that have GABA, and that's an opposite reaction. That's like probably 20%. Oh, uh, it's even who, more. You think? Now yeah. that we have the genetic proof. And,
1: and the adult, uh, when you have all that stimulation, what you wind up going to is alcohol,
0: drugs, marijuana, yeah.
1: uh, downers, to yep. try to get control of that. And part of it's opiates, too, this big opiate addiction. You're actually treating that Because specific you're, you nutrition. have anxiety. Well, it's not just anxiety, but once you get pain, your nerves are extra stimulated. Absolutely. So the pain is actually worse. So these are people who have pain that exceeds what it should. Okay. You see what I'm saying in their mind. Right. And so what we have to do is we have to either block the glutamate down Mm -hmm. and or try to provide GABA. And blocking the glutamate turns out to be the easiest. And the ones the things that do that are Amantadine is one of our favorites. That's a prescription. It's a prescription medication. It's actually from the 70s. You're going to find out. It's an antiviral?
0: Is that correct? Well,
1: that's what it was touted at, but it's a glutamate blocker.
0: Oh, okay. Okay. How you always use it for different stuff.
1: Yeah, Um, and it's a glutamate blocker, and the GABA receptor is called the NMDA receptor. Right. And so um, we have amantadine, and the newest one's called Namenda, which they use a lot in elderly people. Prescriptions, Mm -hmm. Okay. We have, and those are actually made from anise, the spice. Okay. Okay. Interesting. Yep. Then we have elderberry. We mm-hmm. have anise. And so anise is really found in a lot of things, uh, found in licorice. So if you have somebody who loves licorice, they usually have that. A A mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, Pho soup at the Thai restaurant. That would be me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or pho, as <laughs> you're supposed to say it. You know. <laughs> um, uh, chai tea has uh-huh. anise in it. And the Mexican culture and the Indian cultures and some of the Asian cultures cook a lot with anise.
0: Right. Mm-hmm. And, and can you find that in a supplement? Because we don't have that.
1: No, we don't have it, but we have
0: Things parts that, of it. Yeah. Right, parts of it. Okay. And then
1: um, we can also do it with dextromethorphan. What's that? That's over-the-counter cough medicine.
0: Oh, interesting. Mm-hmm.
1: And so there's some new uh, avenues of calming the glutamate receptor with dextromethorphan. Um, in fact, there's some new, a new medicine called Nudexta that they're using in elderly to keep their brain calmer. Okay. But you, w- you want to control glutamate because in essence what happens when you have too much glutamate is the cells never get to rest. They're just going nonstop all the time and they wear themselves out.
0: Now for, the, for those that know Neurobiologics, the line you make, is that the pro-gad that you...
1: Okay, so the other way to attack it, okay, mm-hmm. so you can use natural things to calm glutamate. Like you can just go to the store mm-hmm. and get Sure, you can go to the store. Or you can go get a prescription. So amantadine is our favorite because it's an old, gentle, very well tolerated. The side effect profile is ridiculous because it's been out since the '70s. And so there's very little. Always remember that those are written by attorneys.
0: Oh well, you have to CYA, cover your butt. That's what they
1: are. They're <laughs> never written by doctors. Right. Assistant an attorney. If you they're get not gestalt, written by patients. No. That's for sure. And so the the biggest problem is uh, affecting the GABA. Right. And so actually the Russians helped us a lot with this. So I always tell my patients uh, I haven't seen very many Russian descent people that don't have a GAD1 mutation. Right. And so I always say, what do they do all day? And they always go, drink vodka.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, we think that. I don't know. (laughs) Well, the
1: answer is they do quite a bit. And it's really interesting that that they felt it was such a problem in their population that when they had the cosmonauts that were going to fly in the space lab, Uh uh-huh. They actually created a drug called paracetam that they could send up with the cosmonauts to actually calm
0: You always have the, the,
1: the most interesting mm-hmm.
0: stories. <laughs>
1: and so that now is available over the counter. They've changed it to phenylparacetam, and it's kind of hard to find. Right. And they also created another form of GABA. It's called beta-phenyl GABA yeah. or phenobute. Yep. And phenibut uh, was created in I Russia also. I love it. Also. And that's what we decided to change all of our GABA formulas to beta-phenyl GABA. Like the calming
0: cream now has beta-phenyl GABA, mm -hmm. the Mood Plus will soon. Right. It's
1: because it doesn't convert back to that glutamate. Right. And so we can So anybody,
0: So just to clarify, because I get this question already, because it was announced that the calming cream was coming out with the beta-phenyl, the the phenobute. Um, does that mean that anybody, whether they have a GAD1 or not, can take it sure. and it'll be effective? You
1: can take it. It's just that these are the people that will benefit. The it
0: will not have the the opposite effect. Right, for so when you have
1: a... Well, when you have a receptor that just isn't used very much, when you you finally hit it, it's going to be much more effective for somebody who lacks GABA.
0: So GAD1s will definitely feel that. They they will love it.
1: In fact, that's what it's indicated.
0: I remember um, if you're a doctor listening and Dr. Stewart's workshop uh, a year ago and you said, that dang GAD1, I'm going to figure this out (laughs) because there are so many people who have it. I just don't know what to do about it. Yeah. And then you came up with the ProGad Enhancer, well, which has been a game changer. It's been,
1: it's been great. And, you know, you've seen the reviews on it. And I,
0: myself, some, I don't have a double Gad, but, man, I love it. It makes well, me feel good.
1: Tell them about Dr. Johnson.
0: Well, yeah, we had a we had a doctor that's been, been off and on using our products. And uh, he uh, said that um, he had given it to himself, who had MS, and who had always struggled with uh, depression and some other things, along with his son, who apparently have similar genetics, and he wrote us the email that he had never had a supplement change his life and his family's life more than the progad, which is amazing.
1: So the answer is it can't hurt you in its form. Right. The progad is glycine, which is another way to actually help glutamate, Mm -hmm. which is an over-the-counter amino acid, and I forgot to mention that. Magnesium also and zinc, you know, you hear about people taking magnesium at bedtime and and zinc. But you got it all in one. That's all in one, okay? Yeah. And so that's part of the inattentiveness. And then we have the dopamine portion, which is mostly ADHD, Mm -hmm. which is that hyperactive child that can't sit still. Right. And, you know, that's really a dopamine thing. And remember, dopamine is made from tyrosine using 5-methyl. Well, it's actually made converted using what's called tetrahydrobiopterin. Okay. And what happens is when dopamine is made, tetrahydrobopterin breaks down to dihydrobopterin
0: mm-hmm. and it
1: has to be remade to tetrahydrobopterin and methylfolate ah. is what
0: makes the conversion. You know, all these terms is like, oh, these are over oh, the course of many, many years, all the stuff, sure. and it's finally coming full circle. Well, a it's lot just of things. that's why
1: methylfolate is so, so important. I like to think of it as the gasoline for the entire Physiolo- physiology of the cell.
0: So those people that have a GAD-1, the methylfolate is extremely important.
1: Right. And so, well, it's GAD-1 and also you got to check the methylation markers.
0: Right, too, as always.
1: Know. Yeah. You know, so in general, the way we approach it now, we don't methylate. Um, and we'll talk about treatment, but if you've got to be really careful with methylation before you calm inflammation.
0: Is that especially if they have a GAD-1 because they oh, are yeah. very sensitive?
1: So you know we'll talk about it in the second half of this process. But, okay. But you know you've got to you've got to follow the steps. I like to tell them that in college you probably have never heard this story. But I called mom when I finally got <laughs> in my own apartment, and I asked her for a um, for a spaghetti sauce recipe. Right. And she she told me what was in it and everything. So I wrote it down. Well, she didn't tell me to brown the onions and the garlic. <laughs>
0: Yeah. So what I did is
1: I threw it all together and it was crunchy Ew, and nasty. Ew! Yuck! And, you know, and I called mom back and, this
0: is and terrible. I said,
1: "Mom, that's, that was awful." And she goes, "What?" You know? It's, that's no, a I told you snack. that to brown that, no, then, you did it. Yeah, she goes, and and yeah. So we finally figured out I didn't brown the onions and the garlic first, and oh. and she was like, "Well, sweetie." You just got to do that.
0: That's like Brad made stew, our famous family stew, and he forgot to brown the meat before he added everything. Uh, He thought the meat would cook with it, and we started eating. It was a bunch of raw pieces in there. Yeah, Yeah, so I get it. You got to have everything done the right way. Timing is super important. Well, we're going to take a quick break, and when we get back, we're going to talk a little bit more about the ADD-ADHD findings, and we're going to talk about treatment protocols. We'll be right back with Coffee with Dr. Stewart.
2: Do you or a family member have trouble concentrating, staying on task, remembering things? Does everyday life stress you out, or are you in a bad mood? Well, we may have just the solution. Neurobiologics' new nutritional formula, Full Focus, created by leading neurotologist and neuroimmune specialist, Dr. Kendall Stewart, with 12 active ingredients carefully crafted by a physician to maximize brain performance, memory, and mood. For more information on this product and to view a video by Dr. Stewart explaining how Full Focus works and may be helpful to you or your family, please visit neurobiologics.com. Neurobiologics, where our mission is your health.
0: everybody welcome back to coffee with dr stewart we're on season five and we are talking about add adhd and new findings treatment protocols so dr stewart we left uh the last half talking about the treatments and the new genetic findings that have changed the way you treat a lot of these yeah. uh symptoms
1: and so um from the treatment standpoint um you got to follow a recipe it's kind of like following the the steps that go are important so Methylation always needed to make dopamine and have energy and everything. Right. But what we've learned is if we don't control the inflammation first mm-hmm. and we start methylating that child, we're going to be feeding the immune cells too. So we make the inflammation worse.
0: When you say feeding the immune cells, does that mean the methylfolate, the methylfolate feeds it? methylfolate
1: feeds it. And so we have to, we take and we we start to calm the inflammation and we use things like PEA, we mm-hmm. use hemp oil, we use low-dose if the inflammation is there and to if you start have the inflammation there. markers. hmm you can use fish oils, too, and there's even some prescription ones that some people like to use. But right. you've got to control that inflammation first. Okay. And then secondarily, you have to come in and calm the gat, the, the glutamate. So, okay. you know, we'll use prescriptions on occasion um, like Pro-Gad. amantadine and we'll use ProGad. Um, a lot of people love the Full Focus.
0: Right. That's a big popular and product. And that Full
1: Focus is really made for those dopaminergic problems. And, you know, people swear by that stuff. Oh, I know.
0: I know. And... <laughs>
1: And so then we make sure that we've got all that under control, and we do it for about three to four weeks, okay. and then we come in and methylate that child.
0: Yeah, many years ago, it used to be methylate, methylate, methylate. Right, but and it's... that's
1: where the overmethylation came from. Remember? Right, but it wasn't. So what happened is we were putting in the methylfolate before we actually calmed the inflammation, and so those children were exploding, and we thought we were overmethylating. But uh... What we really doing is we were just feeding the immune. And cells that's not even
0: polygamy. with children. That's adults. That's anybody. Sure.
1: And so, you know, a lot of times you have to also uh, um, help these people learn how to wind themselves down. Mm-hmm. You know, and so, in general, you, you know, you want some progad in the evening for a lot of these kids.
0: And um, you can take it during the day too. So, you sure. know, I know that it was, it was. You talk a lot about the evening, but I personally take it during. Well, I tell people to day. take one
1: in the morning and typically take. Two at night. Two or three at
0: night. Yeah, two in the morning and I am feeling good. Well, you know. (laughs) Everybody's different. You always call me weird. Well, (laughs) what I don't want to do
1: is lose the effect. Right. Okay, that makes sense. I tell people to ease into it. And so once we get that under control, we've all of a sudden had a lot of these kids that their inattentiveness does improve. Now, Mm -hmm. this doesn't work on every single person. Of course. In fact, genetics can guide us. We we can actually look at your genetics and typically tell how effective it would be for you. And, you know, genetics just make everything precise, meaning we're looking, I tell people when you come to my office, you have to be selfish. You're here for either yourself or your son. You're not, right. you could care less about the rest of the ADD kids in the world. Right. You okay. just, it's because
0: something, it's about you, it's right. different. Right. It's about,
1: you come to me for your child or you, you, you need to walk in here and when you see me, you got to be selfish. Right. Um, now you can walk out and be, be very philanthropic share your stories and okay, and-, <laughs> and this is great, I want to help everybody, but when right. you come to the office, you got to be selfish. And so, really, um, it's made a big impact on, on you know, our, our whole concept of this, ADD, right. ADHD, and that's why we've kind of reviewed it. It also has to do with with uh, memory loss and problems with that. And Long we also term. see some of these kids also get into trouble with a little bit of autophagy, meaning that we think that they're getting into... Uh, and
0: the autophagy is?
1: The autophagy is the cleaning of garbage out of cells. Okay. And so, that's the ATG mutations, okay, uh, specifically ATG16L1, which is currently on the genetic profile. We have a lot of new ones coming out. But right. if there's too much garbage in the cell, a lot of these kids also get into trouble delivering um, uh, glucose to the cell. Okay. So it can actually interrupt and make them slightly insulin resistant. And so we like them also to be on some metabolic enhancer.
0: Yeah, that's that
1: new D-chiroinositol. D- d- chiro- and that helps a lot too, especially in the child who... Eats lunch and then kind of fades out yeah. lunch, which is really, really a common thing. Right. So it's, it's a lot more complicated than people like to think. It's not, here's your medicine and go on your way. Yeah. And in fact, I had a teacher the other day, I have to tell you, um, she came in and brought her son. And I, I, we talked about all this. We spent about 45 minutes. And she looked at me and she said, hi, Dr. Stewart, I just feel so awful. And I said, why? And she <laughs> goes, well, I'm a teacher. And what I've been pushing right. for these kids... Drugs. has been the wrong thing for all these years.
0: Well, that's what they're trained to do.
1: Sure. And so I, I told her, not, you know, you obviously had the kid's best interests in mind. And, right. You, know, you need to not beat yourself. But she said, can I send them all here? And I'm like, no, 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 no.
0: <laughs> Well, you got to wait two years. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> well, here's the problem with the teachers, and I feel for them because, you know, it, they're trained to – I mean, if you've got even two in inattentive kids, it's a struggle. It yeah. disrupts the whole class. So you gotta Try tell the parents. <laughs> so the parents are at home or they're at work and they don't know what to do and they hear that their kids messing up the whole class. And so what are they supposed to do? Sure. They're trying to go to a drug. My well now my question is to you. So you, you talk about the child and what we can do now. I mean, is A D D something it'll never be fixed?
1: No, because it's a genetically programmed right. process. And especially with kids, you know, kids are growing all the time. Right. And so, you know, there's not a sharp teenager out there. I'm sorry. Because there's, so <laughs> well, there's so much inflammation going on. And I made a bunch of dumb mistakes. Right. And I know you did. Too, I never okay? did. Never. So, uh, you know, in general, what we just want to do is we want to... Ah, uh, specifically address the problems that are individual to that patient. Okay. Um, we wouldn't have known anything I'm just talking about without genetics.
0: I know, I know. It's and a game so changer. it's
1: just a it's a game changer for us. And uh, you know, I wanted to reshoot this because I was I was excited about the changes.
0: Well, I'm going to pull the old episode down because we okay. did that back in 2014. Oh, really? Yeah, and all the stuff that's changed that's since changed then has been amazing. Well, ladies and gentlemen, we appreciate your time today. I'm uh, excited to hear all this because I didn't even know all this. And I think there's, a, I call it game changers um, in different types of treatments, um, natural and, and what Dr. Stewart is doing. So we hope you enjoyed yourself. We thank you again for joining us. If you need more information on products mentioned, you can go to neurobiologics.com or visit us on coffeewithdrstewart.com. And we thank you and have a blessed and beautiful day.
2: This show is intended for general information and entertainment purposes only. Dr. Stewart serves as the chief science officer and lead formulator for neurobiologics and advises you to consult with your own medical professional on any information given during this programming. This information is not intended to diagnose, treat, or cure any disease or medical condition.